Julia. A warm welcome to you. And of course, thank you for checking out the Streaming Wisdom solo and sometimes podcast. A place for you to thoroughly relish in a stream of embodied wisdom. Whether it's my wisdom, someone else's, or your very own wisdom activated by what you're hearing. This is for you if you're desiring stellar shifts in perspective that liberate you from self-sabotage and illuminate your authentic self and true nature. It's especially for you if you love a good yarn showcasing the magic and mystery of life and how enchanting it truly is. And I'm talking about stories with purpose, the kind that bring forth a state of awe, optimism, and trust in yourself and your fellow humans. These stories are intended to help you cultivate your own wisdom as you pioneer new ways of being in the realms of leadership, health and wellness, inner growth, relationships, purpose, creative expression, and much more. Would you like to know what we're getting up to? Well, together we'll eagerly ride the waves beyond fear, beyond drama, and even beyond the pursuit of truth to a place of simply what is real right now about who we are and the nature of reality. By tuning in, you are also fine-tuning yourself to the frequencies of love, power, and wisdom, which is the ultimate intention of streaming wisdom. So thank you in advance for the wonderful contribution you are making to yourself that's rippling out to all humankind, all beings, and our beautiful home that is Earth. I hope you're as excited as I am and simultaneously relaxing into a comfy place to enjoy this episode of Streaming Wisdom. Welcome to my weekly wisdom stream. This week is all about embracing your dark side, which for me was a surprisingly enlightening journey. And goodness, am I excited and equally nervous about this particular stream because my journey through the dark has been a long one. Wanting to share about this today has been building in me for weeks. (laughs) And in my eyes, I cannot think of a more important, essential thing for each man and woman to do right now. There's no other level of self-responsibility that I can think of than facing your shadow, facing your darkness. The reason this is so vital for our personal transformation and for humankind moving forward will hopefully become very clear by the time you finish listening to this stream. But first of all, Thank you for being here for a topic that most people will avoid like the plague. However, it has become a bit of a hot topic today. We have dark forces, light forces, and some say a spiritual war occurring in Earth. 
I see what's happening on the world stage and it looks exactly like the personification of these energies, like every heroic myth and story being told throughout the ages. Funnily enough, it's getting real, so real out there and ironically looking more and more like a Japanese anime every single day. I mean, how many times have you held this completely composed exterior and you're interacting with another person or the system, but on the inside, you're not happy with what's going on and you're simultaneously slamming your staff to the ground. Like Gandalf, you shall not pass. Or you silently scream on the inside, not in my name or enough is enough. And you can feel the power of that streaming through you, recalibrating you and your entire reality. Whilst it looks like halfway between Brave New World and Game of Thrones, and irresistibly hard to miss an episode, now is the best time to turn off the world drama because no medium is showing you anything that will actually help you, let alone give you truth, which I suspect many are still after. As Jacqueline Hobbs recently said, we are being consumed, manipulated, and distracted. Ooh, truth bumps. The striking accuracy of this will come alive as we journey together. As I take you through what I'm seeing with regards to these dark energies and these light energies, how they're playing out in my eyes, what happens when we feed them and what happens when we ignore them. As it turns out, I've had a pretty awesome adventure with the light and the dark and many iterations of these energies, which for today I'll conveniently categorize into the distorted dark, distorted light, the pure dark and the pure light. There are way too many reasons to mention why I'm streaming about this today, but above all, I want to show you how it's not only safe to truly connect with your pure darkness, it's necessary for your inner evolution and for the collective. For this is how we move beyond starring in our own dystopian action drama. My first journey with the light and the dark could easily be translated into positivity and negativity. And for me, this all began as a tween. I don't know when or how, maybe these feelings creeped up, but I suddenly felt really inadequate. Growing up was really hard for me because of that. And no matter how great my life was and how well I was cared for, I felt the energy of struggle all the time. I think I was a very expressive, outgoing little girl, but my confidence seemed to plummet day after day, and simultaneously my ability to hide that seemed to match. So I'm not so sure that anyone knew what was going on for me, and I certainly felt deeply alone in this inadequacy. In my Gene Keys profile, a few things show up that made a lot of sense to me, as in I didn't need confirmation that this is what was going on throughout my life. One thing is struggle. Another thing is a tendency to provoke people. 
In other words, life was really hard and I was the cornered cobra. Everyone wanting to lash out and attack me before I attacked them and all I wanted to do was get away. I noticed that I used to provoke a lot of my peers, my colleagues, my housemates, those I was in relationship with and so on. As time went on, I became curious about why I had the life that I had and the relationships that I had. So I initiated my inner work journey in my early 20s. It took a long time, but eventually my inadequacy and my struggle began to really ease. Another surprise was that my tendency to provoke others began to transform into a beautiful gift, more so than a curse. My provoking became the piercing of the veil of distortion and illusion for others. I provoked them to see what was real. And I'm so appreciating this today. I mean, look where we're at. I cannot think of a better role than to help pierce the veil of illusion. And as it turns out, all of that struggle, inadequacy, and provoking became a really powerful training arena for who I am today. And I wouldn't swap any of it. (laughs) And accompanying that was some other gene keys that I chose to dance with and activate this lifetime around pioneering new realities, new ways of business, and particularly to question all of our current systems. So throughout my life, I was dreaming of these realities that could only be described as idealistic back then. But as time went on, these seemingly idealistic realities are becoming more real than the one that we relate to by consensus now. Oh, have I lived for this moment and have the tides truly turned? But nonetheless, in the earlier years of life, this potent cocktail of both struggle and extreme idealism left me pretty confused and dancing between the glass being half full and half empty. Positivity and negativity, light and dark. Mostly my exterior wore a super positive mask because I feared looking bad and turning people off or worse revealing what was really going on inside of me. And that is, underneath, I harbored extreme negative thoughts, mostly about myself, my life, my future, about others, and especially about our world. In my early 20s, I tried to box up my darkness and negative thinking and bury her deep within. I had gone through the entire curriculum of landmark education, which I don't personally recommend, but at the time was profound, especially to a young woman who had spent so much of her life already in a state of struggle and inadequacy. It was a real step up and I decided I was ready to be happy. I then entered a multi-level sales business where the culture was unforgiving when it came to your state of mind. You had to act happy and think positive all the time, no matter the situation, the person, the day. You had to draw every positive out and see it in pure light. And I get it. I really did understand why, because 
we were operating on 100% sales commission, meaning no financial retainer, and losing my attitude reflected on my sales. It also reflected on the attitude of my team and their sales. Negativity spreads like a virus, so it wasn't allowed in the office, full stop. And really great things did come out of this, I'll admit. I could turn around my whole sales week and make enough money for a week in a couple of days if I'd had a rocky start. That would inspire and spread to members of my sales teams and they would do the same thing. This seemed to have a great impact on our sales and retention of sales reps. Eventually, I incorporated my own sales company, which was a great journey for a while. But at the same time, my suffering, negative thinking and darkness kept getting pushed down into the depths of my being. It was unable to show itself almost entirely because I work six days a week and often 10 hour days. Many evenings I shouted my contractors at the pub as a retention strategy and went home to my most loyal sales reps because I lived with some of them. (laughs) Conversations would go all night. I would go to bed, hit the pillow, tipsy and wake up, rush to work and start the whole thing over again. We had one day off a week and that was reserved for day drinking, house parties or Sunday sessions at the pub. So I didn't get much time to myself. I certainly couldn't hear the whispers, the cries, the screams of the more darker aspects of me. It didn't take long for the ultra positive thinking to pass the very thin line and become denial of reality, the distortion of the light and I was blinded by it. My identity was all wrapped up in a series of lies. No friends saw the real side of me and my positive attitude became intrinsically linked with my business, money, survival, my purpose, and subsequently the meaning of my existence during that time. Inside, the pressure was building And goodness, it was ready to pop. I'll never forget the day it did, when a very powerful moment pulled me out of my elongated misery, denial, lying, inauthenticity, and my path of self-destruction. It got my attention like never before. I was sitting at the pub across from my office with my sales reps, doing the usual thing of drinking after work, bonding, reinforcing relationships with my contractors and attempting to retain them yet another day in the hardest job I'd ever known. I checked my phone and saw multiple missed calls from both my mum and my dad. Something was up, so I ducked outside to call my mum. I left smiling, of course, everything was okay. But my face changed the moment I heard my mum pick up. This was serious. Something was really wrong. She said, Julia, your nan has died. I'm so sorry. Tears unleashed fast and quite suddenly like a damn wall bursting. What? What do you mean? She wasn't meant to die yet. How can she be dead? I dearly love this woman for all her heart. 
her values and the influence she had on my life and many others. Time-wise, her death felt so far off to me and it didn't even occur to me that she would die, weirdly enough. While she had ongoing heart problems, I was in a state of denial, remember? (laughs) And I believe that she had many years left. I was utterly devastated. I have never felt pain like that. My heart cracked open and the world stopped around me. I walked inside the pub, grabbed my bag and said I had to go. I walked home sobbing uncontrollably the whole way down the main drag of Newcastle, thinking that I never got to say goodbye and thank her for everything. I wasn't ready for her death, not one bit. But more than that, I was ready for change and the timing was perfect, as always. First comes the feather, then the brick, and if you still don't heed the call, along comes the bus. Over the years, I'd had many warnings about my path of denial and self-destruction. I'd actually had many feathers swiping me by, gentle nudges, and then the occasional brick thrown at my face, but I seemed to ignore them too. But this one was the bus. Utterly devastated, I left to go home to the farm for the funeral. It was an incredibly hard ordeal and my grief served a beautiful purpose. It shook me out of my slumber back into reality. And I was never going back to pretending in such a way again because I couldn't pretend even if I tried. The pain of my nan passing activated my deep unaddressed pains And it was too real and all-encompassing for me to hide it behind a fake smile. This was the first thing in years that I truly couldn't draw a positive from, at least at the time. It absolutely broke me. I returned home and back to my office after about 10 days, previously having never left my office for more than a couple. The place had collapsed around me, Sales were low and there was a lot of drama between the trainers and the sales reps. Even my friend and personal assistant had started looking for a job elsewhere because she feared for her career. Because the place was a mess and certainly didn't provide any sort of long-term job security. Returning was the ultimate test of all. Could I continue the charade of positivity and false light? And thank goodness I failed miserably. It was all worth it, even though there were weeks of sales slumps office-wide, I barely had enough money in my account to pay wages and ended up closing down my business the following week. My identity, my sense of self-worth, my importance, and even my friends were all merged up in this business and I lost everything all at once. This activated a deep, powerful journey lasting around five years and taking around the same time to bounce back as a new version of myself was really wanting to emerge. I would say desperate, actually. (laughs) But I had to go through what I had created first and face it all. The darkness, my darkness, my shadow self. I had a mental breakdown soon after that involved severe depression, paranoia, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, drug abuse, 
demonic encounters, sleep paralysis, and really awful nightmares for many years to come. Sadly and perfectly, I guess I'll say, I lost all belief and faith in myself and this world. I had nothing left to believe in. The perfect ingredients for a recipe of an impending rebirth and mental breakthrough. But for now, my allegiance was unknowingly with the dark because I feared the light. And why shouldn't I? Because in my experience, overly positive thinking leads to a denial of reality, a denial of what's real and a mental breakdown. But I threw the baby out with the bathwater, not realizing I had simply encountered the distortion of light. I soon attracted darkness into my life, my relationships, homes, flatmates, jobs. But it was so perfect because I was on a mission to learn all about my darkness and inevitably face and welcome it home back into my life. Of course, I unknowingly encountered the distortion of darkness all at the same time, but it certainly didn't deter me from my journey, which is kind of surprising considering what I went through. I was met with darkness in the other realms, the unseen, sleep paralysis, nightmares, every single night, reoccurring ones, Ones where I already know the ending is bad and unfortunately I would become lucid in the nightmares and try and escape out of them. And this would occur over and over again. It was like the movie Inception, layers and layers of dreaming and lucidity trying to find my way back to reality. One night I encountered a very dark force And I will spare the details on what that was because it is highly irresponsible to share them. But let's just call it a dark force for now. And when it entered the room, it tried to enter into my being through the top of my head. And I battled with it for hours into the morning. And I eventually won, thank goodness, because if I lost, oh, I don't know what would have happened to me. That would have been the ultimate takeover. But when it left, I was exhausted and I remember waking up the next day. My bedroom was right near the front door and when I went out in the morning, the screen door had been ripped off its hinges and gargoyles that were sitting right there were smashed up against the wall. I just wanted to share that part because many people assume that these experiences are all inside your head. I mean... (laughs) Like, isn't that the basis behind why so many people are in mental institutions? It's all in your head. And whether or not it was or not, when you walk outside your house and you see that type of break and enter, you don't want to gaslight someone and tell them what they're experiencing is all in their head. Very unhelpful. Luckily for me, I was living with people who completely understood my situation because that creature visited my friend after me and she battled with it. And then finally, my other flatmate, he battled with it and disposed of it (laughs) by about sunrise. So we all were able to compare stories in the morning and it was a very real scenario for each one of us. 
You might be wondering how I continued on with my journey into the dark <laughs> at this point and have gotten to the place where I am today, but I really feel like even if this was an expression of the distorted dark, it served such an incredible purpose for a couple of reasons. The first one being, I was being initiated into my fear, the deepest fear, (laughs) the fear that takes hold of you and grips you. And in my case, my deepest fear was myself. It was the ability of my own mind to go to the darkest places, to cause such horrific experiences every night when I went to sleep. I was terrified that I'd lost my mind. I was terrified of my own psyche. I don't really know of a more terrifying experience than that. When you can't trust your own mind, you cannot trust yourself. And interestingly enough, there were many more of these types of encounters happening in clusters when I lived in Perth many years ago. And once I passed all of these so-called initiations, the attacks seemed to disappear along with a lot of my fear. So in the end, it was actually a really empowering experience. When I could get to this point where the most evil of being could be in my presence and I could be relaxed, I could let it be in the room. I mean, sometimes I've even gone on journeys with them just to see what they want to show me. But it's like to go from this place of being frozen by fear to suddenly almost unfazed by the things that scared me the most was such an empowering journey. And as a little side bonus, my energetic boundaries became really healthy and really strong. And it seems almost impossible for things to infiltrate me these days. Touching wood as I'm saying that. But if that happens, I know how to deal with it. So I'm good. (laughs) But then there was another reason that I wanted to share about, which was why this journey was so good for me. And that is something that a dear friend taught me that really resonated with me at the time when I was having these experiences. She said, you are doing such epic work on yourself and experiencing such heightened levels of transformation that all of the darker aspects of you, whether you want to see them as entities or something that is actually you, used to be comfortable in the frequency that you operated from. In fact, they called it home. And as you go through all these changes and your frequency starts to change as well, it is no longer a viable place for them to live, to reside in. And they start getting really uncomfortable in your energy as your vibration leans more towards love and peace It is not a home that they enjoy. So it may look like all these horrible things are happening to you, but actually they're experiences that are showing you what's been inside of you all this time. And now it's upset that it has to find a new home and it's giving you hell. But I promise you, keep going because they cannot survive in the environment and the ecosystem that you are changing within yourself, within your being. And eventually, they will have to leave. 
I feel this is true for many people and the process that they go through of changing their frequency. And of course, it's going to look different for every single person. We all have different expressions of our darker aspects to ourselves. And as a result, we will have very different experiences of how these energies make their discomfort known. I also feel that this is very true for the collective of humankind. I really appreciate being reminded of this recently because right now when we're witnessing these incredibly evil, dark forces that can only be described as the distortion of dark that are playing out on the world stage, that are driving the many experiences that we are seeing recently and particularly over the last couple of years, it is the same case. It is these energies have always been here with us in earth. They have been a part of this for a very long time. This is why such events of late have been able to unfold because they have been driving these experiences. And at the same time, (laughs) wow, isn't earth going through the most magnificent transformation? It is truly beautiful to watch how she is changing. And also the relationship between Earth and the Sun and how he is changing our experiences here too. Our frequency is shifting at rapid speeds. The awakening of humankind is happening very fast. And as Earth changes, we change. Everything within this amazing ecosystem changes. And as a result, these really dark evil forces are finding their home incredibly uncomfortable and they are coming up and out. They can't stay in hiding anymore. They are being witnessed and seen by all of us. So when we look at the world drama in a very short-sighted manner, it looks like things are the worst they've ever been. But on a more grander perspective, we are coming to the end. This has always been happening. It's now up and out and we're just seeing things for what they truly are. And I have a great story to share about that towards the end. For now, we're going to continue on my journey of getting to know the darker aspects of me. A couple of years later, I've left Perth and moved over to the east coast of Australia, where I am today. The reason I did this was because I enrolled in an epic amount of coaching and transformational workshops. I started my own business that began in healing meditation and then led on to coaching. And along with a couple of very challenging relationships, I had created the perfect environment for me to see all of me. And also, (laughs) I got to say, living in northern New South Wales and all of those parts, I just found the energy of that land incredibly transformative in a way that it used to draw me in, mess up my life, trigger the fuck out of me and spit me back out. (laughs) One particular area was Mwoolumba near Mount Warning, which is a very powerful masculine energy. And I feel like my whole journey with the masculine was met truly eye to eye under that mountain. 
I saw all of the distortion of the masculine in me and the expectations of the masculine in other men. And I was able to see how I called in specific relationships into my life for my own healing. One in particular was the perfect mirror in that they showed me every behavior that I had projected onto my previous partners. It was so intense. And every time I saw it, I kind of had no choice. I couldn't deny it. That was me looking in the mirror. I couldn't get defensive. I couldn't argue it. I just had to accept that I was experiencing this for me to alchemize it. And a lot of alchemy happened in those parts of the world. I was house sitting for many of these years as well and got to visit so many parts of the land, not just for a day trip or a weekend. I was there experiencing the energy of the land and how it was working me. It felt like I just went from place to place seeking different types of medicine and it stirred up a lot in me. Many healing crises, in fact, healing crisis after healing crisis. It seemed to never end to a point where I was screaming on the inside, how can life be this hard? How can I be doing seemingly all the right things, investing so much time and emotional energy and money in myself, in trying to improve who I am, improve my experiences and circumstances in life, yet my life was seemingly a mess to a point where I was experiencing deep shame. I was at my wits end. And fast forward about another year, <laughs> we're now taking off from a story I began to share in episode two, which was about choosing life and calling our vibration into the dreaming. So in this episode, I left off at a point where I was sharing about a huge choosing life moment where I was really messed up and thankfully surrounded by two amazing women who held me through a very dark moment of my life. And anyway, after years of all this transformational work and looking at my shadow, my pure darkness finally awakened in me. Something activated, a switch was flicked and it's never gone back. She had a voice. I allowed her to finally rise within me and I accepted her as a part of me. It was really hard to say what exactly happened in that moment, but the shift was so big as I was calling back all these parts of me that I had rejected and offset from my being for, I don't know how long, it felt like my universal journey <laughs> of darkness was coming home. And as my friends were helping me find a will to live in that dark moment, they asked me what I needed. And the answer surprised me. I said I needed a group of friends, specific people around a fire in a place that I can trust. And I named the home and I want them to gather around the fire with me so I could be witnessed sharing about my new relationship with the darker side of me. At the time, I interpreted the experience as more external to me and that I was going to be channeling the pure organic dark energies of the earth 
and I really needed people's support. I was so scared of opening myself up to the dark. A few weeks later, people came from all over and I was very lucky to have a friend already on the way from the United States. One also came up from Melbourne and we were pre-gathering before the gathering (laughs) outside on a quaint balcony alongside a river in northern New South Wales, right under the energy of Mount Warney. We were catching up and having a wonderful time, but my energy was a little bit off. I just had a really intense experience around an ex-partner and felt so much darkness around me. I shared this with my friends and one of them invited me to speak on behalf of that darkness. What happened next was really interesting. I wasn't in control and I wasn't out of it either. My will was honored and I was watching myself shift and change in demeanor. My voice changed too and out came a very dark aspect of me. I streamed many messages that day, most that I couldn't possibly share responsibly here without context, but one really stood out to me. At the time, the pure darkness expressed to me that it was locked inside the underworld of Earth. Kind of by choice, kind of not. And there was a huge war going on between the synthetic false dark and the pure organic dark. And it sent a message and that was to myself and also to my friends, which was you need to plant the flag for the pure light and the pure dark. You need to plant it proudly for others to find it. Because so many people are waking up and they're either getting obsessed with the distorted dark energies and how they're playing out on the planet. Their hearts are breaking as they're feeding more energy into the situation. On the other hand, there were those who were getting lured into the distorted light where everything is a more synthetic version of love and light and keeps them in a holding pattern denying who they are. And yeah, that may be a little step up from their previous experiences in life, but it is a cage. It captures them. It caps them at a certain point of empowerment because you cannot be truly empowered if you're disowning parts of who you are. So this is the part where I should probably mention what I mean about the pure and the distorted versions of dark and light. And I want to preface this by saying, I really don't feel I have full authority to speak about this in any way, shape or form. I'm only sharing from my personal experiences, which is simply to paint a picture to help you determine what your versions are. Most people, although less and less each day, relate to either the dark or light forces. But collapsing either the dark or light altogether can turn us towards a distorted light and away from our true shadow. It's the ultimate lesson in disempowerment because the false light is a giant distraction and the true dark is the missing key to our transformation. The distorted light is in denial and distraction from what is. It paves over what is real. It's love and light shooting at you at warp speed in a way that you cannot or do not want to receive. It's arrogant, godlike, 
It can ask you to worship another or love another being more than yourself. We see this in cult leaders, gods, goddesses, and some gurus. In my case, it can be expressed as overtly positive thinking to a point of danger and even gaslighting. On the other hand, our pure light is our infinite spark that was never made and never ends. The light is a manifestation of that infinite spark in this reality. It's all of our experiences and wounds that we've alchemized on our universal journey that have been turned into our greatness. And in essence, it's unconditional love operating at extremely high frequencies. You'll know when you encounter another being radiating this because their energy won't be demanding anything of you. It will not demand love, adoration or worship. In fact, there will be a subtle but powerful invitation to love yourself, which is activated simply by being in their presence. The distorted dark is not fun to talk about, honestly. It's infiltration of a being from outside forces making you think it's you. It's held a powerful influence over certain people and organizations It's responsible for how most money moves around the world and some of the cruelest behaviors and most horrific events that we have witnessed. We see this infiltration and takeover in places like Hollywood, the media, governments and other authorities, large corporations. And we've also seen it infiltrate some of the main areas of life, our health, wealth, food, education, energy sources, you name it. I've had a good number of encounters with some of the beings behind these infiltrations. And today I don't feel any fear, but my goodness, will you know their presence (laughs) when you felt it. Our pure dark is our shadow self and our greatest pains that truly forge our journey and also our original intention. Your pure dark is the many challenging, painful events and relationships in your life and the many blessings in disguise that we called into our life for our growth and for our transformation. And I'm clear that the most challenging diamond making moments are the things that forge our path and the fulfillment of our original intention. I think it's Brene Brown who said, the dark does not destroy the light, it defines it. And in my experience, that is 100% true. The most challenging things that I've experienced have directly forged my path in life and led to my greatness. They are certainly not situations that I enjoyed at the time, especially the ones where I wished I was dead, but they got me to where I am today. I can clearly see how they initiated me into my power and taking full responsibility for that power, as well as bumping up against my growth edge to give me the strength, the courage, the stamina to do what I can do today and to meet people no matter where they're at on the spectrum of dark and light in any frequency. 
Well, at least what I've encountered so far. I'm always open to being surprised. Back to my fire gathering. <laughs> Got a little off track there. This was an amazing experience. Every person that I needed there arrived. And for the most part, the evening was exactly what I needed. A lot of laughs, a lot of great stories, meeting new people and hearing about their journey through life. There was so much love in the air, even though some people had never met before. There was just this incredible soul reunion happening. But I did wonder if I needed to initiate something or say something, at least tell everyone why I wanted to gather them. And as I was sitting at the fire debating over what I should do, the host asked me a question that was across the fire and quite loud. She said, so Julia, I've heard you've been through some pretty intense experiences lately. And a different woman answered that question. Truly, I was in awe of who I was in that moment as I was sharing my story. I have never shared a story where I was so honest and so real in front of lots of people I loved and many people I didn't know. As I shared my experiences, my choosing life moments and many others, I noticed that all side conversations had ceased and everybody was absolutely encapsulated by what I was sharing about. It struck a really deep chord and I could feel the difference in my power. And I knew this was a result of owning those darker aspects of me. My story completed and I was met with so much expression of resonance from everyone at the fire. Well, mostly the women, actually. I think women really needed to hear this story. And I don't remember how this conversation came up or why it went this way. But I realized that one of my deepest fears was feeling trapped by the system and by the matrix feeling like I had to buy into a system that I inherently, vehemently disagreed with. A system that felt wrong to me on all levels and had my whole life. Yet, when I tried to live outside of it the best that I could, especially in reference to not continuing working in a 9 to 5 existence, I seemed to struggle and I felt inadequate. <laughs> There's my story again. One of my dear friends then piped up and started to share something which was a really incredible experience for me. And I feel like it really altered my experience of the dark, especially because I really see the distortion of the dark represented in so many parts of our matrix system. And I'm obviously not talking about the organic, real, natural matrix. I'm talking about the one that Neo was in, <laughs> the system of control. And what my friend said helped me shift out of so much fear of this system. And I'm clearly paraphrasing because I don't remember what people say years ago. <laughs> but what I heard was, you are all of life. You are an organic, natural being. And you exist in this beautiful ecosystem. 
You are intrinsically linked to everything here in this beautiful natural realm, this beautiful natural universe. It is you. The matrix is an infiltration. You don't live inside the matrix. The matrix lives within you. And he held out the palm of his hand to hone in the point. I was so activated by those words. I felt the truth in that. Yes, I'm linked to all of life. The matrix is the infiltration. It's in us. It's not the other way around. We don't have to leave the matrix. Oh, it was amazing. And since then, I've heard someone else say, which I think is really true, that the Matrix movie contains an inherently disempowering message. It's trying to show you that you live in the Matrix and that you need to leave it when that is anything but the case. That night, I rested my head on the pillow and these strange sounds started coming out of my mouth. I was toning and singing the songs and the sounds of the dark, the pure organic dark. And it was magnificent. It was so beautiful, hauntingly dark, yet you're filled with love in that moment of your darkness and all of you and the parts that hurt and cause you grief and cause you pain. And you just love every heartbreak you've ever had. And you love how when your heart breaks, it shows you how much you loved in the first place. And I could just feel a different energy. I could distinguish the difference between the pure dark and the synthetic dark. And now that I had that reference point, I was never going back. And just to complete my story of this evening, which is not actually very relevant, but I want to share it nonetheless. <laughs> As I was toning these beautiful sounds, I drifted off into this amazing dream state and I found myself inside of myself. I realized that I was in the palm of my own hand in the matrix. I could see that my psyche had believed it was in this system. I was sitting in the matrix in the palm of my own hand. I then felt my being merge with my entire body and it came up towards the top, down my right shoulder, my elbow, my wrist, into the palm of my hand and it exited the matrix that I made up in my mind that I believed I was in. So I had this incredibly metaphorical journey of leaving my own matrix and what I believed it was. Since that evening, I had encounter after encounter with all sorts of dark forces, both the pure and the distorted. When it came to the distorted dark encounters, I often had really similar experiences I would be relaxing, perhaps lying on my bed, about to drift off to sleep, and a powerful energy would enter the room and it would be a very evil entity of some sort. Rather than feeling fear like I once used to, I really approached the situation with curiosity. Often, I would go for a journey with them and they would show me things. I could be taken to often somewhere in the underworld or another place on earth that I didn't recognize and I would see 
some really disturbing things, mostly the inner workings of this distorted energy and how it was pulling the strings, really. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. It was literally behind the curtain in every situation. I don't want to go into detail because, again, it's not fun to talk about. But one example was I was met one night with a being that felt around seven foot. It was hooded. It stood at the end of my bed. I was exhausted and really pissed off (laughs) because I just wanted to go to sleep. But I knew it wanted my attention and and likely wouldn't leave until it got it. So I communicated do you want me to go with you? And it said, yes. And I said, well, I'm leaving the moment I'm ready to leave. Once I see what you need to show me, I'm out. (laughs) And we immediately arrived in a fairly hell-like looking place, which (laughs) as I say this now seems really cliche. I've never really had those experiences before. This was new. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of fire. There was mostly machinery like this inner wheel working and working and producing and it didn't take me long to realize where I was I had arrived at the belly of the beast of all of our media and television programming and I could see them all Disney and Hollywood mainstream media government funded channels uh, of news everything it was the whole thing (laughs) And what I saw were symbols coming out of these tunnels. Each one was represented by a tunnel. I should have said that. And these symbols were coming out at me. And I was watching them trying to um, have an influence over me. I was being shown how their spell casting, mind control, manipulation was working And only now that I'm saying this, (laughs) because of all of my more recent experiences, it's like, wow, I'm really seeing just how powerful that beast is because it's like what I was being shown was all the different ways that I'd expose myself to media and television and how I had been so heavily programmed. And the messages in this programming are not to promote a healthy, happy lifestyle. It's usually to feed off your fears, your inadequacy. They create an addictive response with the viewer, so they want to keep coming back for more. I mean, everyone loves bad news to some degree because I think it's a part of how we're wired to keep us safe. If we know the worst possible scenario, we can then reorientate ourselves around that danger. So we're addicted to bad news. And boy, was this being abused by the controllers of this system. So yeah, reflecting now, I can really see how so much of my pain and my darkness and my negative thinking was highly exacerbated by what I was exposing myself to in terms of programming. And I realize that there are algorithms to show you what you're most interested in Netflix and Amazon Prime and Binge and all those other types of things. But nonetheless, if you look through the most popular shows and what's being presented to you to watch, you will see over and over again horror and violence, drama, some of the most darkest viewing. 
I think it's getting worse every single day. I just don't remember television and media being that dark many years ago, although it always has been, especially since I've been alive. It just seems to be getting worse. So even though that was not the greatest thing to witness, I felt so empowered after that journey because to me, that was an incredibly timely reminder and almost a warning about what I'd been exposing myself to and how it was affecting other people so I could understand what's going on. The many encounters I had with the pure dark and my shadow were very fruitful. The more I accepted my darkness and truly loved her with loads of compassion and patience, the more whole I felt. (laughs) It's amazing. It was a big part of me that was actually missing. And where the distorted light tries to hide from that, I looked right into the depths of who I was. My greatest pains became known to me and the more I loved them and gave myself loads of compassion and really let my shame out of the bag by sharing these parts of me with my closest friends, the more my energy shifted and I started to feel differently. And not only were these pains actually helping me heal (laughs) my life because so many of my issues were simply the byproduct of these pains. I was never really getting to the core. So I was blown away that they were helping me heal. But what was also going on is they were showing me why I was here, what I came to do. My griefs about all the systems that we have and the matrix were leading me towards a new path, which was to pioneer new realities and new quote unquote systems, (laughs) I won't really call them that, but new ways of doing things. And my life began reflecting this. I found myself surrounded by the right people and the right resources to really experience the gift in my darkness, in my shadow. As I accepted how I caused such disharmony and drama in my previous relationships and really loved and brought those aspects of me home, I started to attract incredibly harmonious, peaceful, loving, honoring, respectful relationships into my life. People who can truly see me and love me for all of me and where I can do the same. There's a really powerful trusting energy that's around people when you know who they are, all of them, beyond the masks, beyond the false light. You can see to the depths of their being and you might not be privy to their whole story of their shadow and their darkness, but when they're owning it, they've integrated it. It's such a safe feeling because you know what you're getting. There is such integrity in that type of being. And I feel like I'm surrounded by these types of beings everywhere in my life. All that does is encourage me to keep looking at myself and not being afraid to own all of me. And when I do this, every time 
the most amazing magic occurs in my life. So I'm going to amplify that right now. (laughs) I'm going to amplify the magic by sharing more of who I am. Accompanying this desire is a side agenda, (laughs) a little intention that I have that is by the act of me sharing a couple of dark experiences that I've had recently, just maybe you'll feel a little more comfortable to share some of these aspects of yourself to the people in your life that you love and that you trust. So this is a short story that I never thought that I would share with too many people, let alone record, but here we go. It's mid-December 2021, so a few months ago now. I was on a camping holiday with some dear friends and my partner, and we decided to take a pretty cliche tour, but totally worth it, by jumping on a boat and heading out to Lady Musgrove Island, a beautiful, stunning gem in the ocean, which I highly recommend seeing if you ever get the chance. We were all very excited for a day ahead of snorkeling and hanging out with turtles and visiting the island. And we were so lucky to have a fine, clear day, really good conditions for snorkeling, which I love. There is something so magical being in the underworld of the waters. (laughs) I love the sensation of floating and swimming underwater with the many colorful, beautiful, gorgeous beings down there and feeling like my own rhythms shift and I shift into their reality and their rhythms. And what I experience under there is such deep peace and this beautiful contradiction of solitude yet deep connection with everything. There's something so unifying about the water and the water life. Whilst there was lots of space to snorkel around in the water, on the boat, it was another story. I think that they had probably skipped a tour previously due to bad weather conditions because it was like we had double the amount of people (laughs) that they would normally have on this boat. So it was pretty intense. It was really hard to find any space to yourself. In fact, pretty much impossible. It was so crowded. On the way home, I went downstairs to change out of my bathers and must have been the direction or the angle of the sun because everyone was at one side of the boat. (laughs) I think they were cold and at the back of the boat, it was dark and there was no one there, which I thought was an amazing opportunity. And I'm thinking, I don't care how cold it is. I want some space. (laughs) I'm just so over people. So I went and stood at the edge and soon found myself singing and toning, allowing whatever sound wanted to come up and out of me. I'm sure many people listening in will know exactly what I'm talking about, where your mind just gets out of the way and something else takes over. And it feels like me when I'm doing this, but at the same time, I was having this deep connection going on with the depths of the ocean. I was sort of hypnotizing myself as I'm watching the water go by fast on the boat and my awareness starts merging into the bottom of the ocean and I'm feeling like, oh, I just want to jump over the edge and float to the very bottom, to the depths of the darkness and just 
be in such a beautiful, still, quiet place. And then I realized, oh, there's definitely a darker aspect of me <laughs> um, feeling this because that would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't want to be left behind. <laughs> I don't want to get eaten by a shark. But I was feeling a deep love, a longing, and so connected to the depths of the ocean. The singing continued, it turned more into toning, and then before I knew it, I was chanting in this language that I was translating to myself at the time. It was, again, so dark and so beautiful, and I wish it could have been recorded so much because if there was anyone who feared their own darkness, I truly feel if they just listened to these sounds, it would help them find a sense of safety to get connected to those parts of them. That's what I would want for everybody. And soon you will see why. <laughs> but anyway, as this is all happening, the chanting's continuing, I realize that I'm singing some sort of incantation and that I'm summoning the pure dark energies found in the depths of the ocean. Whoa, it was full on and amazing. My hands were flying everywhere and these strange sounds were coming out of my mouth. As I summoned these pure dark energies to go after the synthetic dark, the evil forces of this world, and the energy was building like a storm. The depths of the ocean were being activated Every hair stood up on my body as I was almost horrified <laughs> at what I was doing. I was summoning this dark energy to go and attack another one. And what freaked me out even more was I was so comfortable doing this. It was this natural thing that I was doing like I had done this so many times before. In that very moment, I imagined people from all over the world with their own version of standing up for what is true and real for humankind and rejecting and not complying with these dark forces, saying enough is enough. You've had your time. It's time for you to go. The frequency is so high and so unbearably comfortable for them and that it's only going to get higher. So move along. <laughs> And as I'm continuing this really intense summoning, I could feel all the pure dark energies connecting through the oceans of the world, through all waterways, the rivers, the streams, the lakes, even in the rain, it was just a powerful way to get a message out there instantly. Just as I'm noticing this, I realized that my language had turned almost English and I could hear what I was saying. I was saying the same two words over and over again and hadn't even known that I was doing it. And those words were master priest, master priest. That's who I was summoning these dark organic energies to go after. And only thinking about it afterwards, I realized, wow, if you want to look at the most extreme levels of infiltration and evil synthetic dark forces currently in planet Earth, they could be categorized as either a master or a priest. 
interesting. <laughs> I kind of scared myself a little after that moment. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just felt all the experiences that I'd had in my life uh, gave me some sort of comfort that I could trust the experience and even some sort of natural authority that I could be the person to do that sort of thing. And for the most part, it didn't really feel like me. It was more like I was being a vessel for some amazing thing taking place that was probably happening to millions of other people at the same time. I just happened to be out on a boat connecting with the depths of the ocean, which created a really powerful experience for me. The experience started to calm down and I began singing and I felt this incredible light come through my body afterwards that just opened me up and cracked my heart open. And I was singing to the ocean. I was singing Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you and I love you for all the experiences that the ocean has endured and for all the experiences humankind has, particularly when it came to these dark energies. And there was just this beautiful love and communion and connection and deep knowing that this is really happening. We're really moving these forces on. I was full of so much hope. And of course, I shared this experience with a very small circle of friends, but never did I intend to share it like this. <laughs> I would be concerned of people judging me or thinking there's something wrong with me or that I'm delusional or arrogant or whatever the situation may be. But I just remember sharing this not long after I got back from the holiday with a friend of mine and she had such a powerful experience, a deep connection with her shadow self as a result. And I knew that these types of stories are meant to be shared and I can trust that the right people will find them and those who aren't ready will either turn it off or don't know that I exist. <laughs> It's pretty perfect the way it is. And I gotta say, I feel a little lighter, a little, a lot. <laughs> I feel much lighter by sharing this on this platform. It's quite amazing what's happening in my body right now. And I think some of that lightness is coming from the fact that I've had quite a few months to reflect on that experience and see it for what it is. I truly, truly know in my heart that the work that I'm doing the work that you're doing, that we're all doing together on ourselves is having a massive impact on this planet. We raise our frequency through our inner journey and this frequency is so high, it's becoming very uncomfortable for beings who exist in extremely different frequencies to be here. We are witnessing this huge change and are actively participating in changing our reality from the inside out. And I was reminded recently that realities run off consensus. The more people agree about how things should be done, the way things are, and they keep participating in these imaginary rules, <laughs> you have a reality. So if we're changing each and every one of us from the inside out, and as a result, many of us are choosing a path of empowerment, 
of sovereignty and also coming together in unity, celebrating our unique differences and wanting a different way. Well, there's less people to agree and less chance of a reality being held in existence. This is the impact that we are having, which takes me to my most recent encounter with the dark organic energy. I was in the bath having another epic bath. (laughs) I must be a water baby or something because I have so many amazing experiences in water. I get epiphanies in the shower and I have giant transformations in the bath and obviously amazing experiences anywhere in nature with water holes, water springs, waterfalls, wells, anything, especially the ocean, actually. That's a really special place for me. But particularly baths, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the acoustics (laughs) because I generally just start humming and singing. And on this particular day, I was singing all these beautiful songs that I felt really wanted to be expressed in that moment. Some were around the circle of life and women. Another song was singing to all the elements and how they support us through life. I was just in a wonderful place, but something kind of shook me into a whole new experience. (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily call it wonderful, but it was epic and powerful. I saw myself rise up from the water right in front of me. She was my reflection. I'm looking right at her and she is mimicking my singing and mimicking my dancing. Well, hand dancing, I'm in the bath. And for the most part, I was in charge. She was reflecting me. And then the tables turned. (laughs) Suddenly it felt like she was directing the sound and I was reflecting her. And her face started to morph into a giant beast. (laughs) Really, really tragic looking beast. It was horrific. And the sounds changed. So I'm chanting and... I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm having another quote unquote channeling experience with the dark organic energies. But something started to seem really different in that the toning got so dark and so intense. Honestly, it would have scared the absolute shit out of anybody. I was genuinely concerned for the other beings that I love in the house because the frequency was like next level. I've never encountered any horror-based or paranormal activity-based program or movie like this. And I had seen some awful ones throughout my life that I would never watch again. But honestly, this was like something I've just never known. And as we're speaking, I was able to understand the communication as I'm listening to these incredibly dark sounds, which Honestly, I'm a little freaked out that I wasn't freaked out. (laughs) They should have scared the crap out of me, but I was just in this other place, this fearless state, just no concern at what was happening. And this beast in front of me got bigger and bigger. And suddenly we were well outside of the bath, outside of Earth. We were having a little encounter, or more like a big encounter in the universe. And we're just free floating as we're having it out. And friggin' hell did we have an argument. 
I wasn't defensive or fighting back, but it would have just looked that way from a distance if anyone <laughs> happened to be floating by, which would be rare. It was screaming at me and I'm just standing there like this little girl. <laughs> like I just felt so tiny compared to the size of this being, yet I just had no intention of backing down. I was just holding space, listening, and it was going off. Oh, was it going off? It was furious and screaming at me for what I'd done and pointing at something. And it was like a memory bubble or something appeared. And it was me on the boat summoning this pure dark energy to go get the synthetic dark. And obviously at that point I realized, oh yeah, I'm definitely encountering the synthetic dark. This is definitely a language that I don't know. It is freaky and it's angry. And it was pointing at that. It was furious for what I had done and what humankind had been doing. It screamed a lot of how dare yous and you will pay for this and lots of other empty threats, I would call it, because it couldn't touch me or impact me in any way. And it was telling me that it was going to leave and as it was leaving, it was cursing us. And I was just, I wasn't being rude or cheeky, but I was kind of laughing. Just, it was just genuinely funny. I was like, oh yeah, okay. You do what you think you do. You big, bad, toothless monster. Get out of here. (laughs) Just go on. And, you know, I don't think that this was the moment when the synthetic dark energies, the overlord of all representation of this energy on planet earth left i have heard that it left a long time ago and i feel a lot of truth in that and we're obviously experiencing still a lot of aftermath and a lot of other energies that are left behind but eventually they will all leave too but basically the great migration off of this earth has begun and we are starting to experience truly the beginning of the end of this highly memorable era and approaching a whole different era, which I'm very excited about because I was born for this, (laughs) born for these times. And I'm really feeling and sensing the shift in myself and also seeing it popping up in my reality all the time in my many experiences that we are approaching a whole new way of being in relationship, in life, in business, in health, in every major domain of life. So anyway, back to my story, this being left and everything went quiet. I stopped singing and my hands went back into the water. And after a few moments of just, oh, soaking up this feeling of that all being over, it was really quite amazing. My hands started to raise and I was kind of fluttering my fingers and I started a whole different type of dance, which, yeah, I don't know if I should call it a dance. I don't know what it was, but I'd read something recently in The Gene Keys. Richard Rudd was talking about some of those beautiful practices from the East like Tai Chi and Qigong they're all mimicking something that happened once before. It's never really that essential state of divine connection 
with source, with your source. They're movements that provide so many benefits and can give us glimpses. But at some point, somebody did those movements so naturally without thought, without order, no orchestration. It just came out of them. And in that pure moment, we're in this amazing divine connection. And I felt like I was in that and I was doing all these amazing new Qigong movements that I was making up and I was singing this beautiful song. It was so amazing. It was very dark again. And um, what was happening at the same time was I'm translating the words and I could feel this beautiful, pure, dark energy all through me, all through the earth. And it was coming alive. It was singing in every cell of my body. It was thanking me and um, thanking humankind for all that we'd endured for our persistence, our patience, our trust, for our courage to face our fears. And this beautiful song that we were singing together was so many things at once. It was a declaration. It was in a sense, like wishing us well on our journey. And it was a song of celebration. It was addressing every man and woman and child. And it was saying, I give unto you your darkness back, your pure organic darkness. And may you know the difference now. (laughs) May you have everything you need to face your shadow. And the song was also kind of like a really healthy warning, like, hey, do you know the responsibility that you are now taking on? Every person must face their shadow. This is all that you need to do, each and every one of you. This is how these dark energies finally leave. They are an external reflection of your inner realities individually and collectively and as I'm dancing and we're singing (laughs) I was taken on this really amazing journey through I'd say many ages many different times of celebration and I could see all the different dancing around the fires and these beautiful dinner tables round tables maypoles outdoors Oh, it was amazing. Every time people came together to celebrate a huge win over these forces where they had dug deep. (laughs) They had gone into the depths of who they are and found all the courage they needed in the world, like Lord of Rings style level of courage and defeated such darkness and evil And so many of these folk songs from all different cultures and ages around the world were highly encoded and sung for these times. So I'm in ecstasy experiencing the many lives where I've overcome this and celebrated it with my fellow women and men. It was magnificent. (laughs) And I eventually sort of relaxed back into the bath and I'm reflecting on my journey, just letting it all integrate into my body feeling it all, sensing it all, and realizing, wow, I had this massive experience around the evil forces of the collective, but it sprung from my inner reflection. It was me. 
And I felt that even though that this was a big experience that was seemingly about all humankind, it was really showing me, me. This was my distorted, dark, expressed, manifested right in front of my eyes. And by overcoming it, I had sent it on its way. Now, if every single person, every man and woman was able to do the same thing, to truly face their shadow, to truly overcome their darkness in their own unique expression, obviously it's going to look very different to my journey. But if they can do this, I mean, what what am I saying? If they can do this, we are doing it. (laughs) We are doing this. And this giant expression of all the evil and dark forces that we see all over the world that appears in many places right now in the Ukraine as an example and for every major tragedy, atrocity, war, you name it, could actually be in existence because on some level we're all allowing it collectively by rejection of our own inner demons. If our inner demons are suppressed, well, I think they're going to (laughs) manifest somewhere else. So I don't even know if I believe what I'm saying. I just love playing with this idea. And even if it's not true, what an amazing motivation to go inwards and work on ourselves. But truly, I do feel something in that. If we are all going into ourselves, facing our own shadow, And bringing those darker aspects of us home, well, I'm sure that our external reality is going to change. A part of me feels like this is the only thing we have to do. (laughs) It's just work on ourselves. And wouldn't it make sense that this incredibly agonizing feeling, this frustration of feeling like we can't do anything, what can one person do against all of this? when actually we can do so much. The power is within each and every one of us and it's our responsibility. And I truly feel that that message, that song of celebration from the organic, pure, dark energy was gifting us something back like, go and face your shadow, it's time. This is all you need to do. The power is right in your hands It always has been. And yes, you can turn up to protests and rallies and you can send money to victims of war and you can do all these other things that are aligned with what you need to do. But the most important thing that you can do is withdraw all of your energy and your drama and stop feeding this beast and go inside and work on you. As you change, your frequency changes and the entire ecosystem of Earth changes along with you. How friggin' powerful is that? And what a statement that's making to the world as you're attuning to the frequencies of love and harmony and peace and joy and all those other good things within yourself, you are actually broadcasting a message to the world You're saying enough is enough. There's no room for these types of energies to exist in this field anymore. If you can't hack love, 
Off you go. (laughs) And if it's that simple and that graceful and that obvious, I think there's something in it. If you're wondering about a really safe way to begin this journey within you, if you haven't already started, it can be so therapeutic just to write or voice to a trusted loved one the aspects of you that you consider a little darker, that you've never really given voice to, that have never had a chance to be heard. And you may be surprised at how much relief you feel in your body, in your whole being, just by doing so. If you have any amazing experiences from this or any comments or insights to share about this stream, you're more than welcome to head to my website and send me a message to tell me all about it because I love to hear how this stuff lands for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to A pretty unpopular topic, (laughs) but a really important one, as hopefully you can see now or knew before and just called in a friendly, timely reminder. Wow. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you making the space in your life to tune into this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I trust you enjoyed it so much that you're about to share it with a loved one who may welcome this wisdom being sent their way. So you're aware, I'm not on social media at the time of this release. So if you wish to say hello, ask a question, or browse my current offers, go to grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. And the best way to stay in touch is to subscribe on my website where you can receive my seasonal email musings and a heads up when new episodes are released. If you have received greatly from Streaming Wisdom and feel an urge to give back, here are my most cherished ways of receiving your appreciation. One is to share an episode on social media or with a loved one. Another is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and reviews are very welcomed. You can also make a financial contribution via the podcast page. Again, that's grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. However you contribute, know that it fills my heart and fuels more episodes of streaming wisdom. Thank you again, wise one. See you next time.